Chapter 14 Outnumbered So far it has only been about your genes. You have probably heard that there are still microbes in and on us. This refers primarily to bacteria, viruses and fungi, which in their entirety are referred to as our microbiome. But it can't be that important, you may think to yourself, right? The amazing thing is that you, as an adult, consist of about 30 trillion cells. The number of all your bacteria in, that is lungs and intestine, and on you, that is skin, are about 38 trillion, which is about 30% more than your own cells. Since the different bacterial strains are all genetically different. There are even a total of 3.3 million bacterial genes, which is 150 times more than your own genes. So, genetically, you are significantly outnumbered by your microbiome. So, whenever you talk about yourself, you would have to talk half about your bacteria, viruses and fungi as well. These are not unhygienic contaminations, as some people think and exaggerate, especially in skin hygiene, or carelessly take antibiotics. But we live in a symbiosis. We need each other. Intestinal bacteria produce for us, for example, biotin, folic acid, and vitamins B2, B12, and vitamin K. The biggest risk factor for our microbiome is our cells. Whether there is an ideal microbiome and what it looks like is still unclear. What is certain, however, for example for the gut microbiome, is that a large variety of different bacteria called diversity correlates positively with our health. The composition varies between individuals and even in the same person over time. People who live together, as well as dog owners and dogs, incidentally equalize their microbiomes, each of which increases the diversity of the gut flora, so it is recommended. Diet plays an important role in the gut microbiome, but so do exercise, stress, lifestyle habits, age, gender and medications. However, The qualitative classification of individual bacteria into rather healthy and unhealthy has begun. And how do you find out more about how your personal microbiome is? The most developed method is the analysis of the gut microbiome. If you want to have your microbiome determined, for example, this starts with a small kit consisting of a sterile sample container plus cotton swabs and a back envelope. You dab a sample from your stool with a swab and stir it into a sample container, seal it and off it goes in the mail. That's it. A few weeks later you will receive the results. For this purpose, DNA is extracted from your stool sample in the laboratory and a gene is sequenced that is specific for bacteria but different in each bacterial strain. The bacterial composition then allows conclusions about diversity, inflammatory factors and unwanted bacteria. Your data may be compared to the results of thousands of other microbiome analysis 
matching your geographic region and lifestyle. That is a 70-year-old omnivore with other older omnivores and an 18-year-old vegan with other young vegans. Complicating the interpretation may be the fact that different parts of our digestive organs, that is mucous membranes of the stomach, different sections of the intestines or mouth, are home to completely different bacteria. How these are represented in a stool sample is unclear. Moreover, the result of each stool sample represents only a snapshot. So you should eat a representative diet, the same as usual, in the days leading up to a stool test. But the role of the microbiome goes beyond local effects on the skin and in the gut. The same microbiome constellations that correlate with obesity also correlate with inflammation, hypertension, atherosclerosis, cardiovascular disease and depression. In addition to this gut-heart axis, another functional connection exists in the form of a gut-brain axis. After the brain, the intestine has the second largest nerve network in the body, with 100 million nerve cells. On the one hand, these regulate the autonomic intestinal movement of the bowel to slowly transport its content towards the exit. On the other hand, these intestinal nerve cells also send signals to the brain. Communication takes place via messenger substances that intestinal cells, the microbiome nerve cells, send to the brain. A key substance in this communication appears to be serotonin. However, most of our serotonin is not located in the brain. 95% of serotonin is produced in the intestines, where it influences bowel movement, for example, but dietary changes are conversely also effective for depression. But the genome and the microbiome are not the end of the complexity of your body. What is still missing are all the environmental influences, summarized as the exposome. Since everything is ultimately connected to everything else, that is your genome, microbiome and exposome, we must also capture this as precisely as possible. Another primarily technical challenge which until recently seemed unsolvable, but now seems to be becoming a realistic part of medical diagnostics.